Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom you cannot accept, because it neither sees nor believes in him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope. But do it with gentleness and reverence. That's what we hear in the second reading from the first letter of St. Peter. What would you say if someone were to ask you for the reason for your hope? How would you answer that? Well, first of all, I, I, I hope that people would see you as being hopeful. Because, first of all, you have to be hopeful enough for people to ask you that question. What's the reason for your hope? So the first question I would ask is, are we hopeful? And do we look hopeful? The second I would ask you personally, are you hopeful? Ultimately, are you hopeful that Jesus has been raised from the dead and that he will raise you up? Are you hopeful that you can receive the Holy Spirit and live in this resurrected life and live without fear? Are you hopeful that you can love God with all your heart, mind, and soul and your neighbor as yourself? Are you hopeful that Jesus can and will free you from your sins? And third, if someone were to ask you to give an explanation for your hope, could you tell them the reason for your hope? In the business advertising marketing world, there's this thing called an elevator pitch. And an elevator pitch is a quick summary of you and whatever you're passionate about. And the idea of an elevator pitch is that if you were to step on an elevator with somebody, by the time you get on the elevator to the time you get up to the top floor, could you tell your whole story until the door is open again? And they say that it takes about 30 seconds to get on the elevator, to get to your floor, and the door is to open. So you got 30 seconds to answer somebody. And the idea is that every moment for sales and marketing, but also for us, is an opportunity to sell your product. So for sales and marketers, they don't ever want to miss an opportunity. If they find somebody on an elevator, they're going to talk to them. If they find somebody on the street, they're going to talk to them. Find somebody in the car, they're going to talk to them. They're constantly selling and pitching their ideas. And they never want to miss an opportunity, no matter how brief. And for us, we never want to miss an opportunity to evangelize. We never want to miss an opportunity to tell people about what Jesus has done in our lives. Now remember, it should be done with gentleness 
and reverence. We're not supposed to throw our faith on people, but to hopeful, hopefully and joyfully share this. And so just as important as that is for the marketing world to have an elevator pitch, so they say you, you have to have it. You've got to know what it is. You've got to be able to give it in 30 seconds. Even more so is it important for us as a people of faith to have that, to be able to speak it strongly and clearly to somebody. And so St. Peter says, always be ready to give that explanation. So think about the many brief opportunities that you might have to share your faith with people. It could be with the lady at the checkout counter, the person in the drive-thru, someone, someone that you see coming back to Mass and seems awkward or alone. It could be your doctor or your dentist or your hairdresser. It could be your family, anybody. It could be waiting for a Zoom meeting and there's only a couple people on there. You have 30 seconds to share your faith. So think about all those different reasons that you could share your hope and Imagine that somebody would ask you, what's the reason for your hope? Could you answer them? What if you were on an elevator and all you had was 30 seconds from the top floor to the bottom floor? Could you tell someone the reason for your hope? And so I would just invite you to spend some time reflecting on this. Try talking it out in the car as you're driving. Think of the times that God has come through for you. Think of the challenges you now face, but trust that God will provide. Think of the future and look at it with hope. Then just try to talk it out loud. Practice it like you're preparing for a speech. The reason for my hope is, and just see what words come out of your mouth. Some people are better with writing, so maybe it'd be good for you to write it out, to journal it. So they say that 30 seconds is 75 words. So could you get the reason for your hope into 75 words? Could you succinctly put that down into writing? Spend some time before adoration and ask the Holy Spirit to give you that insight and inspiration. Or maybe you could ask somebody you know that's hopeful. Just ask them, what's the reason for your hope? And see what they say. After this Mass, ask your family, ask each other, ask your friends. What's the reason for your hope? And all it has to be is one good story that you're really like, yeah, that's the reason for my hope. One thing that God has done in your life that you can say, yes, that's the reason for my hope. Then you'll start to think of another and another and another. And before you know it, your hope is going to increase with each and every memory. The more you share your story, the more you will see the hope begin to light up in the eyes of the person that you are talking to. Hope is contagious. and We all have it. Are you ready to share the reason for your hope?